are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, my name is Barbara May, and welcome to my new episode, a new episode of my podcast, the episode number 45. I'm so excited for you to be here today because I'm going to introduce you to my most favorite episode, episode with Gerard Beanie, who is my most favorite expert when it comes to dowsing, energy reading, and etc. I'm so excited about this episode. It took me a very long time to get this episode together and to get it out. It's very close to my heart. I cannot wait to share with you. For those who know me, you know that I'm very passionate about energy. I talk about it all the time. I find it very fascinating how small changes in energetic field could um, literally change our lives. So this episode is jammed packed with information on radiation, um, geopathic stress, vaccines, especially COVID vaccines, um, 5G, energy, and etc. And I cannot wait to share with you. Without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to my show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Before we go into our exciting topic today, my first question for you is what are you grateful for? We're still alive and we're still going. <laughs> and we still haven't been poisoned yet <laughs> to be COVID about it, but yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm so grateful that you have agreed to do this interview because I have listened to several podcasts. You have been on several interviews and I have never came across someone who is doing what you're doing. I read energies and I have been able to read those energies since I was little. But when I listened to you talking about it, it explained what I was doing all those years in terms of going into different places, visiting different houses, visiting different countries, being able to identify the smell, wide frequencies. And I was just like, oh my goodness, you just opened a new door to me. I was always aware of, um, you know, frequencies and electromagnetic fields and all that kind of stuff, but nobody actually explained it. Like you gave my, yeah, you opened the whole book for me. So I'm so, so, so grateful for you to be here today. That's, that's a pleasure. It's, it's, it's a nice thing to actually meet someone else who can read energy. Um, I meet a lot of people over the years who have similar skills, but um, I tend to like to put a bit of science behind everything, mm. explain everything a bit deeper. Mm. And when I do that, then I meet people like, as you saw what I was talking about, you have a big aha moment, like you were intuitively doing what you were doing. And all of a sudden you come across someone who's doing the same thing, but can explain it at a deeper level. Yeah. You know, I was doing it since, since I, since I had my first memory and, and I knew what I was doing, but I couldn't explain it to anybody. So I Mm. always saw things differently and I always acted differently because I felt things differently than everybody else did until I spoke to one of my psychics, which was about, um, I don't know, it was about three years ago. And she said to me, she says, Barbara, you do exactly what I do. And I was like, oh, I'm just thinking, do I? And she's like, yes, you read energies. And then I was just thinking, oh yeah, that's what I do. So when you read energies, and we'll go into all of it a little bit later, but when you read energies, do you see numbers? Do you see colors? Do you feel them? Or how how do you do that? 
it's a different a, a number of different ways. Um, if I'm being quite subjective about something or selective, for example, if I'm in a shopping centre and I'm reading people energy, which is a big thing we've been reading over the last 12 months with the change in the people in the energy due to different things, I'll muscle test it with my jaw. Mm -hmm. Or I'll walk around a shopping centre and I'll, I'll hold my hand up to, to show what I'm doing. What by hand, what my hand is actually down at um, chair, uh, you know, hip level. I'll be walking around and I'll be pointing at people like that. And whatever I point at, whatever I, whoever I point at, I read their energy. But I do it not walking around like, 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 like an idiot. I do it in a very covert way where people don't know what I'm doing. Things like people, look, people say when they see me doing it, it looks like I'm looking for something in the supermarket, but I know I'm actually reading the people, the energy. So the is energy. it like a dowsing or, but using your body to do that? Well, in a sense, I, I am an essentially a dowser from the very, very beginning. That's where I learned my energy reading skills. I was taught by the, the uh, members of the dowsing, dowsing society in Victoria in Melbourne back in 1998. Although, when I say they taught me, they taught me how to douse. I had done some dowsing beforehand. They fine-tuned my dowsing. And I've always been a dowser and I always stand by a dowsing too, even though the, the skeptics out there absolutely hate it and try and, you know, put it down and, and debunk it. But there's we, we can debunk it the other way. It, it's a, a real art and a skill. Um, I've always been a dowser and I've developed my developed dowsing skills over the years from using a pendulum to using a, a pair of divining rods into using my hands to read the energy. I also learned some basics in kinesiology training about 20 something years ago too. And kinesiology is okay, muscle testing. It's also an intuitive thing. You, you'll always find that the better kinesiologists out there are not just arm wavers, they're working intuitively with their, with their muscle testing and working with reading the energy of the, of the people that they're working with. So the kinesiology skills plus the dowsing skills plus over time, I just developed my intuitive skills where I don't need a tool, although I, in a house consult, I use a tool called a biotensor, if you know what that is. I'll get one brought in and I'll show you a bit later. So after a while, I didn't need a tool to read energy. I could just walk around and go, well, that's that over there, that's that over there. But at the same time, over 20-something years, I learned to how to read what could possibly energetically be in a given space in a house. And it's not a million things. There's only you know, 10, 15 things that you need to read that you need to have to take, in, take into account all sorts of different things going on in the environment at the same time. It's so interesting because I try to figure it out what... I do and how I do it and how I do it is I feel it when I feel something for example you show me a picture you just tell me a name of a person and then I read the energy and I'm able to give you his personality I'm able to tell you what the person struggle with I'm able to describe the room the person may be in but I wouldn't say this is psychic ability well of course it is but but it's just it's I am reading the energy it's just very important yeah. to, to put it there because it's scientifically proven, and I keep saying this all the time, we are made out of energy. Yeah, I totally agree. I hate the term woo-woo because, again, it's a skeptic's going, yeah, it's woo-woo. It is science, and yes, it is scientifically proven, and that's why I tend to be very sort of grounded around the whole thing, and I totally agree with you. Some people are so psychic, but then let people go woo-woo, even though there are people out there who who needs a lesson on the fact that 
psychism is an intuitive skill and any is a science. You've got to sort of put up and cater for them. It is, it is a, an ability to tune into what I call the binary. It's either a, a yes or no. It has a positive charge or a negative charge. I do want you to talk about that as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on, on the energy? I just want to go back to what I was saying that we are made out of energy. And obviously energy, we cannot kill the energy. So I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure you actually do have the stories like that. It's like you walk into the place, into the house, and suddenly you feel something really bad happen then. It doesn't have to be a death, okay? We can talk about rape, we can talk about abuse, we can talk about something that is very, very heavy. So can you share those experiences and how you deal with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like in my house consultancy work, if I go, when I go to a house, and I do it two ways, I either do it with Google Earth, and I've been doing that for a long, long time, um, I can't get to everywhere with my consultancy work. Plus, you know, as the years have grown, the business has grown with the products and I'm now managing directly with six, six staff to look after. And um, I, although I delegate everything out to them, I, I, my job is the energy reading um, task for doing the readings and things like that. But um, when I go into a house, the first thing I'm feeling for is what I call geoelectric current through the ground, which causes radiation to come up out of the ground. And that is either caused by um, emotional pain body charge of a, of a very negative um, situation, state, event, whatever in the past over a long period of time. It could either be um, from emotional stuff going on or also emotional and physical. So someone's had an illness for a long time in a house, or it can also be caused by a death in a house and the death from at the time of death, you get an emotional pain body charge. From the emotional pain body charge, there's a bioplasmic radiation field that's formed at the same time. And that's a very, very strongly charged field. So it has a positive charge. And that creates an imprint in the space. And that then creates a geoelectric current through the ground to the boundaries, which then creates a radiation of, or an earth radiation to come up out of the ground called geoelectric current. So I, I tune in from that perspective. I haven't always done it that way. I've always gone straight in going, oh, there's a death. I can feel there's been a death or there's been someone sick or whatever. But I, I try to, um, I've, I've learned to understand the, the look, how do you say, the, the physics in a sense about what's actually going on when, they, when you have those energies in a property. Yeah. And it can be the other way too. It can be a, a situation where there's been a lot of good things going on in the house. Like I had a house consult last year i actually mentioned this on a podcast about three weeks ago where it was a family of what say the nationality but they were um very more than just religious but very spiritual and very good to each other and one thing in my consultancy work i do is you, you go room to room and you check every room and what you do one thing you're doing is checking okay uh powerpoints overloaded with radiation uh is it apply, our appliances doing things up? Um, bedside table lamps create big charge fields around them, which people don't know about. You know, I look for the, the little things like that, but I also look at what's going on over the bed space. Because if there's if someone's sleeping in a bedroom and if they've got a lot of physical and emotional distress going on, they're going to create an emotional, they're going to create a information energy field over the bed space, which is a bioplasmic field, which is a separate thing again. I'll be looking for them. And in this house consult, every single bedroom I went to, there was not a bioplasmic 
charged field of distress or anger or anxiety or illness or whatever. They were very light, negatively charged fields, which were very, um, um, what's the word for it? Um, uplifting fields. Mm. Um, because they're all very, very, very happy and looking after each other and, and spiritually aware people, the whole family and room by room by room. It was like, wow, this is interesting. And it was interesting too, because there had been a death in the property, in the backyard, in the past, probably Aboriginal or something like that. And that had did, did, did create the geoelectric current through that throughout the whole house and the radiation coming up through the house. But the bedrooms, the people energy in the bedrooms was actually protecting them from what actually was going on in the background of the house. I'm so glad that you have mentioned that because I had had this conversation with somebody recently and we were saying that we both hate going um, and sleep at other people's houses and in their yeah. beds. It's not about houses, it's, it's, it's the actual bed. So for example, I'm okay to go to the hotel because I know the people, they come and go, but to sleep in someone's house and and their bed, and because I'm very sensitive to it, I'm always, every time I'm thinking, you spend half of your life in your bed. How often do we change mattresses? And it's not about hygiene, isn't it? It's just about the- Energy. Energy, exactly. Yeah, and like, those thoughts, anxiety, anger, happiness, and it's just this roller coaster, and I don't want to be in it. <laughs> Somebody thinking, oh my goodness, she's crazy. What is she talking about? It's just the bed, but it's not just the bed. See, it's the space where the people are sleeping above the bed. It's not the bed whatsoever. It's like you could go in, you could move into a house and can be completely healthy and completely, you know, um, healthy in every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And the house with the previous occupants could have left the imprints over the bed space. But when you are sleeping in them, they will affect you. Um, it's not nothing to do with the material. Now, that's why we, you know, we make, I've been making radiation harmonized the last 20 something years, things like Stellodone, which you have in a house, it actually clears all that. That's part of my work. So you, when you go into a space where people have been living and sleeping in the past, you bring it back to zero. So there's no, none of the imprint left whatsoever. Mm. Can, can, can you, um, before we go any further, can you just explain the charges and the negative and a positive just so people okay. understand because there is different like we have our own like we are charged differently as the earth is if i get that right yes. well it's a it's a it's a whole big can of worms um a, a person when they're physically and emotionally spiritually well especially physically well the meridian chinese meridian system which is an energy channel supplying energy to the vital organs of the body they're running at optimum levels. So the organs are running at optimum levels and our organs produce a charge. When the organs are healthy and have the right energy, they produce what they call a negative charge. And some people think negative is, would, would mean bad, but no, think of a negative charge, similar to a negative ion, but it's a bit different. So our, that manifests in our biofield at arm's length as a, a really nice, bright, healthy, light-feeling, loving, if you want to call it, spiritual if you want to call it type of energy when someone's unhealthy um and, and in this day and age we talk about things that have been put into people um which drives the meridian energy down and the organ energy down then the meridian energy instead of having a, a negative charge has a positive charge 
and the organs rely or uh, vital organs rely on um, a negative charge supply of energy to be healthy. So if the negative charge energy supply to the organs is depleted, then replaced in a sense with a positive charge, then the organ energy turns from negative to positive, which is from healthy to unhealthy. And so light to heavy is another way of putting it. And then that, that can manifest in the biofield as what I call nowadays as, as a form of radiation. So people who are emotionally negatively, emotionally um, not well, I won't use the word negative anymore, um, or who are physically very unwell, then emotionally not well and spiritually bereft in a sense, they become a positively charged field and they're a walking radiation field in a sense. And so people like you and I, when we, when we tune into them or come near them or we sense them or we, uh, we choose to, choose to um, take those people as a subject of interest to, to read their energy, we pick up things like that, don't want to go near it. And so like you were saying from a very young age, you could pick and read energy. I was the same. I, was, I remember in primary school, there'd be some kids, I don't want to go near you whatsoever. I'll go near you. And the ones who didn't, who didn't want to go near got quite offended. Like, what's wrong with me? But there's something wrong with your energy. Just stay away from me. When I got to high school, it became more pronounced, especially when you go through puberty, you have those changes. And then you come out of that, you, your energy... Um, how you put it, perception becomes more enhanced. And through high school, I then to learn, learn more so who were the ones not to go near with because they were, they were terribly violent. They, they would turn on you at the drop of the hat. So stay away from them. Can we talk a little bit about geopathic stress? Geopathic stress is another term, is a term for stress encountered in the body, which is basically the stress on the meridian system, then the organs from different forms of earth radiation. So it's another term for electromagnetic stress. People would think of electromagnetic stress as um, stress encountered in the body as in by the meridian system, then the organs from technology. Um, but they're, in a sense, they're one and the same. Geopathic stress is another term for electromagnetic stress because it's all electromagnetic anyway. So geopathic stress comes from earth radiation and there are different types of earth radiation. And depending on what's going on planetary and as in astrologically, and also with height with the, the solar wind space coming off the sun, they can determine how much earth radiation is being emitted out of the ground. As in, if there's a high solar winds over four to five kilometers per second, and if there's big planetary upsets like uh, Mercury retrograde, for example, we all know about that. We have it two or three, three or four times a year. Or last year, as I was talking to someone yesterday about how on the 6th of September last year, no, not last year, the year before we're talking now, we keep on, we forget we're in the new year now. Um, 6th of September 2020 was when Mars went into, ret into retrograde. And the what that mm -hmm. does and what the solar winds do and the, um, the, the planetary retrogrades like the, the Mercury retrogrades do, and when there's astrological imbalances beyond that, you get what they call geoelectric current running through the ground and that's worldwide and that then creates earth radiation to come up out of the ground like i was speaking before like with the death in the property and it'll come up out of the ground probably three four meters above the ground 
and that puts everyone under geopathic stress. And from there, you then get um, geoelectric grid lines, which run north, south, east, west, and they're about 80 metres, 70, 80 metres apart, and they're two metres wide. But that's the worst of um, the different type of the worst of type the types of earth radiation you can get when those situations are occurring. When you don't have them occurring, if you didn't have a death on the property, well, the, your earth radiation issue is going to be lessened. Although there are uh, things which we call fissures, which are water veins at the same time, and I discovered they actually run in a grid north, south, east, west, and they're roughly eighty metres apart. I discovered that many years ago, but I didn't want to talk about it because I thought if I say anything, you know, on the internet about that, I'd get ridiculed because how yeah. could there be issues? But it wasn't until a few years later after I had worked it out, and I'd worked it out by using Google Earth, that I came across a geological engineer one day in the expo and said, well, did you know about the fissures and the, the way they work in a grid? She said, oh, yeah, we know about them all the time. Well, okay, thank you. She said, oh, when we're, when we're designing underground basement structures, we need to take into account the, um, the fissures and where they're running and the water tables that they create and things like that as to how we waterproof a basement. I used to work in that industry a long, long time ago. I used to be an expert in waterproofing under, underground structures and things like that. And it made a lot of sense to me. Um, then I had a situation with a freeway construction that went on went through here about 10 years ago where at the local post office, the, the posting wanted me to be, be part of the group um, to fight against the freeway builder to put an underpass under a road through rather than a bridge over the top. And they were up against the, the, um, the freeway builder because the freeway builder was saying, no way in the world, if we go under, then we've got a water table, which was a, a fish that they were talking about, which was going to create a big problem and was going to cost a lot of money. So they wanted to build a bridge above. So before I jumped on anyone's side with this um, local posty, I went and did a little, little investigation of that actual site and found that yeah, there was actually a crossing of the fissure there. And it was going to be a big problem. And if I did put an underpass through there, the retaining walls would look disgusting after a couple of years with all this moisture flowing through and mould and you know growth like that. So I went back to the posting and said, well, no, you're actually, the builder's actually wrong. He's got a point. And, you, and I'm not going to stick up for you guys because it's going to be a disaster. And I, I, I use my knowledge of the energetics of the fissures to determine that hey, the builder was actually completely correct. Mm. I, I find it fascinating, this whole thing. I sometimes feel like everything what fascinates us and everything what we should be aware of, everything what should be um, in our curriculum, you know, it's out there, but... If you don't try to access it, if you don't work hard, you'll never get the, those information. But everything is everything is out of there. Oh, of course. Like when I first started to do my consultancy work many, many, many years ago in, in Melbourne, after I'd, I'd established my, um, how would you call it, divining skills for looking for different types of energies in a house, what I found was what, what gained me more knowledge and increase my knowledge base from you know there to there was practice 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 and so if I was out with the family anywhere if I'm out anywhere I'd be reading the energy just for the hell of it just to practice just to to um keep keep reinforcing the um body's abilities to fine tune or to to 
tune into um, those subtle energies so they the subtle become more and more pronounced and the more you practice the longer it goes on for the more pronounced it becomes and then the more the big the bigger the picture of everything that's going on becomes it gets bigger and bigger and bigger then i had to unravel everything and say well what's that over there i'm feeling what's that over there i'm feeling what's that over there so then i had to sort of put a, a term to it but that's that that's that that's that and in building biology which which is what it's called these days unfortunately everyone's using emf meters and i don't use emf meters i throw them in the bin um because there's a good reason why, because most EMF meters are radio frequency meters, they're reading radio frequency meter, radio frequency wave in the air. And radio frequency wave in the air is actually has no charge, it has no positive or negative charge. So why use a meter that's picking up something that's actually harmless to someone, unless you're very close to the source of the charge, let's say a smart meter, but that's a charge field, which coming from just coming from the electrical supply and the electronics okay, there's a radio frequency wave coming from that, from this, but there's a distance from that um, smart meter, which is a meter and a half out from it, which is going to have a charge, and that's harmful. But you can't really buy meters that accurately um, show the harmful feel from, say, a smart meter, as well as, I've just got have one brought in, my biotensor. That's a biotensor. That's what I use these days if I'm in a house consult to show people how what where the charge fields are and how big they are and how intense they are and that's that's a device um developed or sorry designed and developed by a german building biologist and scientist called joseph Oberbach, and he died earlier this century but when he died the german government did really commend him on the work he actually did too he wrote many books on building biology and and also earth radiation and things like that and health health sites and whatever and he has has that trademark in australia which i think is really interesting because it's trademarked as a medical device and to get a medical device trademark in australia you've got the tga which is like the fda in america and you've got the ACCC, which is the consumer protection people watching that category like a hawk so if someone comes along with a dodgy material and tries to trademark some, something in that category, they get jumped on by those, those two authorities and they say, no, 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 you can't do that because they're very protective because it's medical, if you know what I mean. Um, he had a tra uh, trademarked in Australia as a medical device and the description was it was as a tool for detecting harmful radiation. And so it's a, you know, probably a, what you'd call a 100, 120 euro, that's how much I paid for it. Probably two hundred dollar tool. It lasts forever. It doesn't use batteries. If I drop it, it won't break. Yeah, I just want to say for the listeners who are listening, um, that the video of um of this going to be on a YouTube. So if you want to find out what it looks like, so you can just dive into the YouTube. What I also wanted to say is that those radiation cause so much harm to our bodies, and I'm going to tap into a few things. What's happened to a few things you have mentioned on the podcast I have listened to before. You were talking about the electric blankets, which are very popular, especially in England. You were talking about the water beds. I listened to that episode as well. I remember how popular they were, right? I don't know why. I'm, I'm so fascinated by the subject that I just want everybody who's listening <laughs> to be aware of it. That's... Exactly. Like, as you said, electric blanket. Um, you probably heard me talking podcasts in the past when I was a kid. In Melbourne, it gets very cold at winter time. We all had electric blankets, and 
my, your, your parents, mum or dad would turn on to three before an hour before you went to bed, then you were told to put down to one when you got into bed. But when you got into bed, you'd flick it onto three to get super warm all night long. And they they would um come in during the night and check you, and then yeah, they'd turn back down to one. The next morning, they say you turn your electric blanket up. I remember, I remember having one morning where, sorry, one night when I went to bed. I probably didn't didn't need it, but I just thought I'd put it on. I put it on three and woke up the next morning and I was so wiped out by it that I staggered. I think I was about nine or 10 years old. I staggered into the lounge room and I collapsed on the couch because I'd been so affected by the radiation charge from the electric blanket being, being on. Okay, but the higher the heat, that it made it even worse. And staggering into lounge and collapsing on the couch and going, oh, mum, I can't go to school today. And she walked in the bedroom, came out and said, no, you're going to school because you did this to yourself. You had your electric, electric blanket on all night and it was on three. Yeah. And water beds. Um, you know, back when I, in my first marriage, when I, back when I was in my early 20s, which was in the late 80s, water beds were all the rage in Australia. Everyone had one. And we couldn't wait to get a water bed and we got the finally got the rotten thing and set it all up and thank god it didn't leak which it did leak about five times over a period of a couple of years until we threw it out but i remember um that the thing i could i just got so hot in it and could not sleep in it i'd toss and turn toss and turn and my wife at that time had two miscarriages and i put it down to the water bed because the waterbeds, the, re the reason a waterbed is so dangerous is that it's not so much the water. The water is great, but water is influenced by energy. Water can either have a negative charge or a positive charge. So what happens with the waterbed is what keeps it warm is the heating panel underneath, which is like a, a mini electric blanket, and that has a strong positive charge. So the water amplifies that charge. So you're lying on it, and you're lying on it a highly charged, positively charged um, bladder of water, you're in contact with it and shutting down all your meridians. Mm, especially absolutely. Then it's having an effect on your adrenals and you're heating up and you're tossing and turning and you don't have a great night's sleep. I can't remember. Rem I, I um, can remember the, the day we tossed it out and got a, a decent proper mattress and sleeping the first, the first night thinking, oh, God, I'm not going to wake up in a pool of water. Um, I'm not going to wake up in a pool of sweat and I'm not, I'm not going to be rolling all over the place and I'm going to be much more relaxed than I, as I was. Can we talk a little bit about crystals and, and those pyramids, those organ pyramids? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I made, I've been making radiation harmonizers for 22 years, 23 years. And in the beginning, I made what we all know as being organ up, just metal filings and, and, and things like that. And being back, and also back then I started making those products. I had been doing my kinesiology training and I started, I had, I had um, quite um, proficient dowsing skills too. So I wasn't making it from a point of view of no perception of energetics. And when I made the organite and the pyramids, I found that they didn't give the negative charge that I was actually looking for. And I remember taking an organite pyramid into a kinesiology class to show one of my teachers and that he actually turned around and went, get that out of here. I went, oh, 
I've sort of thought in the back of my mind, well, I totally agree with you. I'm just, I, knew, I had a funny feeling about just seeing what he had to say about it. He was like, get the rotten thing out of there. Um, if you want to talk about pyramids in a sense, everyone seems to look at the Great Pyramid of Giza and go, oh, that's amazing, wonderful, has amazing energy. It does. But the Great Pyramid of Giza sits on a ley line crossing like that. And that ley line crossing gives it its negatively charged energy. The other pyramids around it don't have that. It's only because of that ley line crossing. That ley line runs at 20, grid that runs at north, south, east, west at every, every 25 kilometres. And the grid line's about 80, 70, 80 metres wide. Stonehenge has the same thing running through it too. So what I learned, okay, was that the organite didn't do the right thing and I changed that and I, I went in a different direction. But I also learned that the pyramid wasn't the absolute perfect energy generator um, because the pyramid sent a charge going vertically into the air. If you put your hand over the top of the pyramid, it feels great. You'll feel a nice little charge above it. But down around below it and spreading out around it, there's a positively charged field. Many, many years ago, probably 1999, 2000, I did a little trip to a... a place in Melbourne called the Shrine of Remembrance. You can look it up. And it's a big stone building with, with um, vertical columns and walls, and it's got a pyramid roof on the top of it. And I did some energetic testing around it and found it wasn't all that great. And it had a um, stairway which took you up to what they call the gallery, which was a, a balcony which sat around the outside of the underside of the pyramid, the, the, the bottom of the pyramid. As you're walking up the stairs, you could feel the air getting sucked out of your lungs because the charge was so strong because the underside of a pyramid is actually quite toxic. And when you got to the gallery, you were actually gasping for air. I remember getting to the gallery, standing on the, which was, a, a as, as I said, a, um, 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 a balcony all the way around, standing there holding the balustrade going, boy, and I was in my early 30s, I was pretty fit and young. And that really, you know, with my sensitivity, really knocked it out of me. So, you know, nowadays, you know, that was a long time ago and we learned that. And with our products, we went down the, the track of you know, making mobile phone harmonizers and our, our number one product was our geocleanser plugged into the wall. But a few years ago, I res resurrected an older product and redeveloped it into what we call the Stellar Dome, which is actually a dome shape. And the dome shape does energetically what every, everyone thinks that the pyramid would do. This isn't just a dome on its own, it's frequency infused, and there's a lot of components in there which we keep to ourselves, which give us its energetics. And we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about, about that another time. But a dome gives off what people think a pyramid would do, but really does, but the pyramid didn't. So if you look at um, a mosque, for example, and a mosque, all the mosques have mosques have the dome roofs. And if you look at a lot of Indian structures, they'll have dome roofs. And if you look at a lot of um, Tibetan um, Hindu, uh, sorry, Tibetan Buddhist structures, they'll have dome roofs. And they knew their stuff. They really knew, they knew what they were doing. The um, sincerity of the people who visit with their spirituality created the negative charge there. That's a thing that I do know. But the dome shape of the roof was something that actually um, consolidated that thought form that brought them in. It created, created, created that negative ion or sort of negative charge resonance. Uh, another good example of a dome shaped roof on a built, famous building around the world is the Capitol building in the USA. 
and a couple of years ago, I did a webinar on, um, I think it was called, I think I called it um, famous structures and their energies around the world. And I looked at, you know, Salisbury Cathedral and Stonehenge and things like that. I also looked at um, the Capitol building in the US and that has the big dome roof, beautiful roof, like it's, it's amazing architecture. And from that, it actually projected ley lines, like one like one going north south, and another one going east west, like across. But it wasn't there was nothing religious about it. It was just how the energetics create themselves, and it had a beautiful, beautiful ratings. And it was amazing. It was like that because knowing what goes on in politics, as you would know, you would think that the the energetics would actually be destroyed, but the radiance of the dome kept everything in balance. But I will say since Mr. B got into power in the USA, the radiance, that dome just went. And it's, now there's something in there creating a very, very strong positive charge that's actually overtaken the dome. I have never been attracted to pyramids. I do lots of, um, I work with sacred geometry in terms of like I do priests and stuff like that. And I never, 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 never liked. The thing which yep. I use a lot is obelisk. The energy just shoots out. So I don't yep. feel any laziness around or anything like that. Yeah, it comes from the recognition of the energy of the Great Pyramid, Pyramid in Giza. But that only, as I said, only has that energy because of, one is, is positioning too, um, how it's orientated, and also the ley line crossing going through it. The rest of them, just throw them all in the bin. Like what's come, become popular, not popular, but I see a lot of on the internet these days, I shouldn't got pyramids for EMF. I just roll my eyes and laugh my head and go, does nothing. Absolutely nothing. And people are paying $200, $300 for it. You know, leave the mineral in the ground where it is. Can we talk a little bit about crystals? Why crystals yeah. make people so happy and about because their charge and stuff? The crystals produce a beautiful negative charge. And there are a lot of crystals around that don't lose their charge. Okay, so for, for example, quartz loses its charge and accumulates it. So you have to clear it, which isn't a hard thing to do. But crystals have a beautiful negative charge. So when people um, hold a crystal in their hand, that, that charge is going through their whole body and rebalancing their meridians. And then you've got colour to come into it. And then you've got the different ingredients in different crystals. And it's another whole can of words again. I've done some crystal gridding in the past of houses in the very early days. But when I started to produce my, what I call orgonium products, which was not organite, it's where I took all the junk out of it and then developed a, a frequency infusion process using selected frequencies, which I knew developed a negative charge, which is a whole other thing. Then I stopped, I didn't need to use crystal gridding because my tools I started to develop, as in with my geoclins harmonizer plugged into the PowerPoint, did everything that crystal gridding did, but even a little bit more. Crystals I think are great for people and um, I, to hold them or to wear them and things like that. They can be gridded, but you get probably a better effect from a harmonizer anyway. But I totally agree. Like crystals are amazing things. If, you, if I took you through the house into the other room over there, there's a whole buffet full of a collection of all sorts of different crystals that we've collected over the last probably 10, 15 years from different expos we've done. Like for example, when we used to be able to do expos in Australia, like Mind, Body, Spirits and things like that, we were... We, we were attending every single one. We were jumping on a plane all the time to go into state. We didn't need a vaccine passport or a, or a jab or someone saying, you know, here's the test. You know what I mean? Mm. Good old days. Yeah. 
and visually too to look at like one thing I noticed when I was a very young kid I was always attracted to color mm -hmm. and as I grew up when I saw specific colors it brought back a childhood memory um, it's like when I was uh, probably a three-year-old sitting underneath a Christmas tree with all the um, glass colored baubles or whatever they were made of and being totally fascinated by all the colors and when the Christmas presents came out it was the color of the Christmas wrapper or Easter came along it was even better it was the, the, the colors of the Easter egg and the glistening and things like that so you know when it comes to um, crystals and color and and the visuals and what you get out of that it's another big thing I love that you said um, about the uh, crystal course that it loses its energy. It says yep. exactly what I'm what I'm picking up from. So I always work with the crystals which are more powerful. And for some reason, they call them heavy. I don't know why. I just that's how I identify it. I just go like this one's got the heavy energy, but I don't mean like dark. You know, I mean like the energy is grounded. It is it is there. And I don't use crystals like if I do manifestation or if I do like um, a healing breed or energy or anything like that, like yep. speed up things. I don't use the crystals like rose quartz and and yep. crystal quartz and because they just feel very light for me. So very gentle. No, yep. that's that's amazing. Crystal crystal of crystal that I've always liked um, is Larimer, which is a pale blue crystal. Expensive. Expensive and rare. Yeah. Um, I've always liked that. Um, I, I remember buying Leanne, my wife, now when we were first um, seeing each other, a Larimer crystal from a, um, a pendant from a, a, a stall at an expo we're doing at a Mind Body Spirit in Sydney. And she wore that for many, many years, it was just absolutely beautiful and the energy coming from it. And it had a very beneficial effect on her too because she was extremely light sensitive and the frequency in the Larimer, and I also infused it with my own frequencies, created a situation where she was no longer light sensitive. Mm. When we talk about your products, and obviously we covered loads over here, what is that product you would recommend for people to purchase? We're talking about clearing a bit. The, probably the one these days is this one, the Stellodone. I'll just hold it up a bit closer. I don't want to, and it's not just a dome of resins. It's, it's frequency infused. And the bottom has got this Taurus pattern. That's doing something. And that bottom material is very high lumen. That's doing something else again. And the frequency infusion is mine and no one else's. And it's been developed over 20 years. That's what I use. But I also have another product called a GeoCleanse that plugs into a PowerPoint. I don't have one here because I'm working from home today. That's a very, very good product too, because in some cases where... If you've got young children around, this is very, because of the colour, is very highly desirable to a young child and they'll grab it and off it. Whereas the, the GeoCleanse, it's either, either a white or a green colour and it plugs into a PowerPoint and it sends a frequency through the wiring, through the, which is a, a negatively charged frequency through the wiring, through to all the appliances. So any appliances which are probably causing um, dangerously po dangerous positively charged fuels, the wiring, because it's dominated by the negatively charged resonance, you don't have a positively charged field you have a negatively charged field which, which then does not present any electromagnetic stress to the meridian system or the nervous system of the organs and it also has an earth wire which goes through an earth pin which goes which then energizes your earth wire that goes into the ground and it's such a strong frequency through the ground that creates a negatively charged geoelectric current through the ground 
to neutralize the positive if, if it's there. But if there's no positive geoelectric current through the ground, but if there are some fissures or 400 meter grid, earth magnetic grid lines or anything like that, it will neutralize them. But also going through the ground, if there are any bioplasmic imprints, they're all earth grounded, if you know what I mean. And it will actually remove the bioplasmic imprints because a bioplasmic radiation field from humans is an imprint, which means that it's created from uh, a situation, an event, either long-term or a quick event, like a death. But with the right counter frequencies and right technology, it can be removed. In another word, be, would be for dissolved. It's not a very scientific term, but how do you dissolve it? One neutralizes the other, but once it's neutralized, if you take the neutralizer away, it doesn't actually come back. Someone goes and creates that situation again, but if you keep the harmonizer neutralizer in there, someone could be creating situations or being sick or be sick or whatever, or have emotional stuff. But the emotional pain body charge and the bioplasmic radiation fuels will not be, be allowed to be created because there's always a, a balancer in place. You talk you talk a lot about, about obviously those ones who are no longer here and about the energy they're left, they're left behind. I can feel it, you can feel it. I'm sure people yep. who are listening, we can we have got so many experiences with that. Is it always necessary to remove them from the house? It, well, it's not spirit, it's only energy, if you know what I mean. It's actually not spirit, it's only energy, it's only residual energy, which is a, a dirty energy, which is, which is left over. Okay. So you, you just bring everything back into balance. Okay. Spirit energy is a completely different, absolutely different thing. And spirit energy, I can feel spirit energy, energy when it's occurring around me like you probably can, I can feel it right now. And that has a very strong negative charge. That's when you get the, um, the tingles throughout the whole body. Mm -hmm. And we've all had that through our entire life. And even the, those who want to deny it, the skeptics and people like that, they've all had it. No one hasn't had, had it, do you know what I mean? And that's a completely different one. I had a, a, an interesting house consult uh, late last year when I got to the house, they had our products already there. So the energies in the house were balanced. But the reason I was called there was that there was some, like they called disturbing spirit energy going on in the house. And I got there and said, well, there's nothing, there's no ghosty energy, which is only residual energy from the death, which is only energy moving around. And young kids and some people can actually see the manifestation of that. And that's not a good thing. That's why we have things like that to get rid of that, because they can be dangerous. I got there and thinking, well, you've got this energetic stuff going on, this movement, this spirit energy going, um, evidence of spirit being there by moving things around, throwing apples on the floor, closing doors, dogs barking at things and things like that. I said, but you've got the products here, so there's no negative energy, so to speak, nothing left over. What was going on? And as it turned out, of the family, there was a daughter in the family who had was going to go wanting to go and get the and the spirit energy there was connected to her. And this sounds like woo-woo, but this is I call this science because it does actually exist. The spirit energy was actually connected to her and was trying like crazy to tell her don't get it don't get it because she had an autoimmune disease and it was going to have a big effect on it and this disturbance only disturbance only started early last year when certain things became available and this daughter had boyfriend who had had it who was mm -hmm. influencing her 
to go and get it, it's all fine. And we have a lot of that going on at the moment around the world, which is a, a, a drama we just don't need. And it was actually the spirit energy trying to indicate to her, don't get it, don't get it. And it was throwing apples at it, it was throwing oranges at it, it was slamming doors in it, it was turning TVs on. While I was at the house that day for the consult, there was a house cleaner there and the house cleaner came running into the room and said, who turned the digital TV on, on the other room? I just laughed. I said, well, I know who did that. And that was the energy of the spirit, someone in the astral who was connected to that daughter, trying like crazy to give her a message. It's don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do what you're thinking because it's not going to be good for your health and well-being. Yeah. It's actually fascinating. It's, it is. I have experienced this only once, and that was when I did the veggie board with a couple of yep. my friends, and that was just something which I have never seen. We never talked about it. The, we were not even holding the thing and it was moving. We were using like a little cup, um, like a little shot glass uh, uh, made out of plastic, yeah, and it was moving. Um, the lights were switching on and off, and, and it's so strange because we all have experienced it. And we all moved away from it and nobody ever talked about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it can be crazy. it can be it can be explained like in a house where there has been a death and there's a death imprint and there's an entity which is just an energy, which is a strong charge feel from the from the death imprint, which actually seems to move around the house, but it's only moving around the house because it has a strong positive charge and the people have the negative charge, one's attracted to the other. And depending on the time of the day or night, solar winds, planetary stuff, whatever, the, the health and well-being, the age of the people, there's so many things that come into it, will create that energy to move around the house at night time. And it has a, a charge, it has a force, and will turn things on and off, will turn lights on and off, in a sense. It will make lights flicker, it will light, blow lights out because it has such a strong charge that if it gets into the electrical system, it overloads the current and will blow a light blow out. That's how it's actually happening. I remember a house many, 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 many years ago. We had an energy in the washing machine and liked to stay in the washing machine all the time until we learned, this is before I started doing this work in the level I'm doing now, learned how to get rid of that energy out of the washing machine. But as it turned out, there had been a death on the property and there were all sorts of weird things going on, energy beams coming down through the house, you know, all sorts of strange things going on because of the strong charge of the from the from the bioplasmic imprint from the, the death but the opposite can happen where you get a strong negative charge from an a astral being which is which is real spirit which has that strong negative charge which gives you the, the tingling through the body that can do the same thing too but less destructive so to speak i also like to say that um, on one of your interviews uh, you mentioned that um, spirituality has a negative charge and that's why it makes people so happy because yep. being spirit I'm it's like I'm, for me it's like I'm having euphoria when I do something more spiritual yep. like on drugs is <laughs> it like so happy I, I, I um it's funny I I met a Hindu priest at a, an expo a few years ago and he was very interested in what we were doing and the price we had and things like that and um he wanted an explanation of, of what how the energy was about and I said well in your temple you have a strong negative charge and that neutralizes all the radiation. And the negative charge is, is, is because of the spiritual energy of what the, church, the, the temple represents. 
and of all the people, and there's a sincerity of all the people who go there, where which would be in that case would be to the rituals in a good way um, that they perform and and at different times of the the year and, and on different days and things like that, and it creates a, neg a strong negative charge, which is that spiritual energy. And when someone's happy, they're creating a negative charge field around them. When someone's unhappy and they're angry and they're getting really upset, they're producing a, a positive charge, which is the opposite to spiritual. I'm loving this. I can I can talk to you for hours. I can talk to you for days. <laughs> but so so much so much to talk about. Before we end the interview, I just want you to briefly tell people about your opinion on 5G. You talk about it a lot, um, and it's yep. very different to other people. Exactly. Opinion. Um, <laughs> one thing I try not to be is a fearmonger around radiation, and there's there are too many of them out there. And when I see them on the internet and I look at them and think they're as shallow as a waiting pool, they've got no idea what they're talking about. There are so many people out there who want to create fear because they're getting a, a they're getting a, a kick out of it, mm. or create sensation. And one one term I have. Something I've been saying for a long time is that fear of radiation causes more stress in the body than radiation ever will. So never been fear of radiation. They're subtle energy fields, but they do have a direct effect on our meridians and our organs and goes from there. And when it came to 5G, before we said anything on our website, which was back in 2019, I think, 18, 19, I'd been reading a lot of what was seen, being said on the internet about 5G. And it was so negative. And, you know, we're all going to die and we're going to die of radiation poison and, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. I thought, no, I'm not going to say anything until I've actually gone somewhere and, and investigated. And this is the very early days of the setup of the 5G in Australia. And I had, not, had been well aware of the 5G streetlight setup, which had been created in some cities in the UK. And one was Gatestead, which became very, very famous. And there was litigation from that because a lot of people were harmed when they turned that on. Was that Australia or that's England? That was England, Gatestead in England. Mm -hmm. it was, and it made news worldwide. And the reason why it was dangerous is when they put 5G in the streetlights, every street, every single streetlight in your whole suburb is turned into a microcell antenna. And, you know, okay, that, that might be a streetlight and the antennas in the streetlight you've got a radiation field like that around it but the rest of it's just radio frequency wave which is harmless that charge you can't near, get near it but that creates generates a charge going into the ground and throughout the whole ground as a geoelectric current throughout the whole ground we spoke about them before that has a strong positive charge that creates radiation to come up out of the ground about a meter and a half outside but inside a building if it hasn't already got it from other things like deaths or being a commercial building or whatever, then the building, a, a house, any type of building is a resonant cavity. So if you've got a geoelectric current creating a charge going through the ground and creating energy uh, charge, energy coming up through the ground, out of the ground in a house or a building, the resonant wall effect, the resonant cavity effect creates a situation where that engulfs the whole building. Even if it was 20 levels high, it would engulf the whole building. So that's the dangerous form of the, the most dangerous form of 5G. And when they put that into Gatestead within weeks of turning it on, there were people screaming bloody murder, like, I've got blood noses, I'm feeling really sick. I've, all these symptoms came out because 
when you're under severe electromagnetic radiation stress, if you haven't had it before, what it will do is we'll always go for the weakest link in the body. Like the, if you're, if you're like we, we all have um, DNA weaknesses, I call them. Like mine might be mine's thyroid. Yours is, is um, heart. Some a lot of people it's stomach, some it's liver, some it's adrenal, some it's large intestine, depending on it comes from their parents, so to speak. And so wherever your, your weakest link is, that will then react the most to electromagnetic stress. So when they put turn the streetlight system on in Gateshead, a whole area came under severe radiation stress under a frequency they had not had before. So people complained and people got sick and people took other people to court and made news worldwide. The other type of 5G is the 5G in the 4, 4G towers the 5g in the towers basically and the, that a mobile phone tower again let's call the black one a mobile phone tower a mobile phone tower 2g 3g 4g no matter what it is or 3g 4g these days no matter what it is the panels up the top there will create a radiation field around it, a charge mm -hmm. field you can't get to it that's why they're up there if you know what i mean mind you you see panels on buildings and things like that these days where the telcos get very daring and if you put a a mobile phone panel or a tower on top of the building, the whole building comes under radiation strips. But that being on the ground, you can't get to there, but it does create a geoelectric current out around it to the boundaries of the property it's in or to roughly 50 metres around it. So if you're within that 50 metre distance of a mobile phone tower, well then it's like being, that's a geoelectric current. It's like a, a smaller version of the 5G. If you're in that zone where well, you're going to, have to be under a huge electromagnetic stress from the charge coming out of the ground, you move out of that, say, 200 metres away from that, you're away from that, you're away from that charge field. What you've got going through the air is a radio frequency wave and it has no charge. It has no positive or no negative charge to it. And so what I say is that the 5G and the streetlights, when they go into, when they, when they put streetlights into an area, they go into a suburb and they deck out a whole suburb. And when I look at Google Earth, there's one way where you can look at Google Earth and you can actually see a whole suburb. The suburbs are generally delineated by major roads. And so when we did our first 5G testing, we went to a suburb in Canberra called um, Dixon, which I had researched through Optus of having, because our advertising Dixon had 5G home broadband available, which meant it was a 5G streetlight suburb. I researched, researched it through Google Earth by reading this, the area of Dixon and finding that it was geoelectric current through the ground and it was only to the boundary of the suburb. So Leanne and I and a, an independent kinesiologist Reese jumped on a plane one morning, flew to Canberra, took out you know, our biotensor, so we took our products. Reese did his kinesiology testing on Leanne. I did my biotensor testing on Leanne. We tested the products with a, a tested the product tested the 5G in a building with and without the products as in tested against Leanne, as in tested against a real human guinea pig, and then determined from there, well, this is what happens in a 5G zone. And we spent most of the day there. It was quite fascinating. When we left Dixon, we thought we'd go down the road to another suburb for lunch. When we got to this suburb, this, this bar, we, we went to a pub for lunch down the road in, in um, Canberra. And when we got there, there was a 5G streetlight in the area of where we were sitting and having lunch. But there was no charge. There's no radiation charge. You couldn't feel anything at all. I thought, this is really strange. Like where we were, the, the 
streetlights were creating this everywhere, but where we got to, there was nothing going on. And I went down and touched this streetlight to feel the charge coming from it. It had a negative charge. I thought, what's going on here? And then I looked left of the building, there was a chiropractic clinic, and the chiropractic clinic had one of our geoclones home harmonizers in it. And the geoclones created, created a, a, a negatively charged electric current through the ground, through the area it was in. It had neutralized that 5G, 5G um, streetlight, which was quite funny. And it was really funny because the people who ordered the geoclones about six months earlier ordered it and rang me and said, I want to get a geoclones because of 5G. I said, you don't have it there yet, but you know it will help whatever for your building anyway. I remember having the conversation and it was a one-off and completely forgot about it until this situation where we're having lunch and hang on, there's a, there's a, there's a streetlight, there's no, char no charge where it's coming. Whereas why is that happening? It was because of the clinic next door. So um, what I say these days is strip, 5G in streetlights is really dangerous. The so 5G in the towers is not a problem, but there is talk I've heard the last couple of days of turning 5G up to 26 gigahertz, but that mean, really means nothing. I saw a video from an Italian person saying they were a tel they worked in worked for a telco and they said that the 26 gigahertz was something that the human body couldn't couldn't stand but i thought well prove it and what are you talking about is it in a tower or is it going to be in street lights and if they turn the towers up to 26 gigahertz this may not change that dynamic of a tower the the, the um radio frequency wave or what they call the um um the uh millimeter wave, we don't have it in Australia for any of the 5G, it still doesn't have any charge and doesn't have any positive or negative charge to it. And that's something that everyone overlooked. And I had another really interesting situation earlier this year where I did a talk at Mind, Body, Spirit in Sydney, the only one we could do last, sorry, not this year, last year um, because of scandemic. And at this talk, I had a young guy turn up. He probably was in his 30s. I'm 57, so I'm calling him young. And he was sitting there, he's just smiling all the way through and going, okay, this guy's really positive, whatever. And after the talk, he came up and he introduced himself to me and he said, I actually work for the telcos. I train the telcos in installing 5G. And I actually came to this talk thinking that me was going to be one of these idiot 5G nutbags going, oh, 5G, no matter where you go, what it's all about, it's going to kill you, it's going to do all these weird things. And he was quite surprised at the fact I was actually talking in a balanced way about the whole thing. And he didn't know about the geoelectric current thing from the streetlights. However, him being a telco, um, a, a, a telco technician, he had electric electricians type of training. So he knew what the term geoelectric current meant, but their knowledge of it is like that compared to mine like that. And I actually taught him something and he said, I didn't know about the streetlights and I agree with you with that, but thank you for not bagging the towers because they're having a real hard hard time getting the tower ne network up because all these people are running around going, pull the towers down, pull the towers down, thinking that towers are, that one tower over there is going to have an effect on someone two kilometres away, which is, it doesn't happen. It's only localised around the tower. So he was quite grateful for that. He asked me then to go and talk to another telecommunications bureau about my building biology's perspective on 5G, so to give it, from a person from outside the industry's perspective, 
without being an absolute nutbag and creating fear. And the other one we've got coming in is the um, 5G satellite. And we've got uh, a certain person in the USA who's copying what I'm saying about um, solar winds and things like that, who's running around saying, oh, that when they turn on the 5G from the satellites, we're gonna have a rainbow of radiation all over the planet. We might be able to escape it. Won't happen like that whatsoever. Um, satellite internet is not a new thing. Like 5G satellite internet is a new thing because 5G is a new thing. When you know what you know what we're talking about, which is Elon Musk's um, 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 network he's putting out, putting out there. Our factory in Somerville, for the first twelve months, had really really poor MBN, and I at one stage was going to install satellite um, internet for that factory, our factory, because we needed the data, we needed the speed, because it was slowing us all down. Luckily, I found an alternate MBN supplier who could fix the problem. I was about to, I had, had research and I was about to sign up for satellite internet, which was a dish on the roof with a satellite center, a connection of information down to the dish, dish via wiring, sent everything, everything down to the router and the router being a wireless router sent everything out to the information out to all, all the, the signals out to all of our, our technology in the, in the factory. And that was going to cost us $300 a month, which is a lot for a internet plan, but for a business, it's nothing. Like for a home, you wouldn't do it. It costs too much. I was almost forced to go that way because NBN in Australia is just the biggest waste of public money and the biggest disaster ever. So when I look at what Elon Musk is doing, I'm thinking, what are you smart? The biggest killers of business in Victoria, in Australia, are the three big telcos. You know, we have an ombudsman to protect the small businesses and families from the, the, the extremely poor service we get and have had from them for a long, long time. We shouldn't have an ombudsman, but we have that. So... Um, Mr. Musk has gone, well, we can get around all that, that trouble by having our satellites up there. We all put satellite dishes on our roof and we've all got them already for our, they're not satellite dishes, they're for our Foxtel from the local tower here, it's in Mount Dandenong. We've all got them, they're all harmless. We, we, we completely ignore them, although the, the digital TV is actually the most dangerous appliance in the house from what it does, which is another thing. Um, so it's, it's a satellite dish on the roof, it connects it. Um, connects up and you get a connection from the satellite. The beam connection is only about that big. It's not a, a rainbow of radiation. That's only direct from there to there. And you get your information coming in through your router and everything's going to be fine. If you had a situation where you know, a lot of people were using the satellite, it's still only going up. It's a bit like the GPS. Oh, I learned this a long, long time ago with, with GPS units when they first came out, that a GPS unit's working with a satellite. We don't use them any these days because we're using our mobile phones as GPS units these days. I threw my last GPS unit out. I bought about five years ago. Um, the, the GPS units that we used to use in our cars, the portable ones, I learned a long time ago that when they were turned on and when they had a connection to the G, to the satellite, if that was a GPS, if you put your hand above it, you could feel a beam going above it. it was a charged beam. The, the charge from the beam would dissipate after a while because the charge only came from the charge going through the GPS unit. But that's how they actually worked. There was actually a connection. Mm. It's the same with you on a mobile phone. When you're on a phone, and if the tower's over there, and if the phone's there, there's a connection going through to the tower. And if, you, if you've got the phone there and the, the, the beam is going through your head, you actually can perceive that. 
I've been making mobile phone radiation harm analysis for a long time. And the benchmark for performance was that you should be able to turn your phone on, make a call, hold the phone at head level, do a 360 degree turn, and in none, no, at no part of that turn should, in that turn, should you feel a charge through your head from the beam. Yeah, it's something I learned a long, long time ago. And I learned that oh, back in the days when mobile phones were, you know, remember that size? And everyone wanted <laughs> the tiniest phone in the world. Yeah. You couldn't and, even read that. You couldn't even read the messages because you were like, yeah, it was just going yeah. so quickly. <laughs> it was like, okay, it let's worked. go back. It was before messages. It just came up with a number. Yeah. And I remember standing in line, it would have been probably back around, it would have been the late 90s, standing in line for a queue to buy a um, e-tag. Yeah, yeah, Nokia. I was tiny then, and my Nokia was that big. Um, was to buy a um, e-tag at somewhere in, in a local shopping centre. And there's a guy standing in front of me, and I didn't know he was listening to someone on the phone. He's actually like that, because his phone was so small, I didn't even know it was there. And I'm standing behind him, and we're similar height, and I'm getting this headache. I'm going, what the hell's going on? You know, I could feel something coming from him. And then he sort of changed the, the, how he was holding his phone. I was thought, oh, he's holding his phone. Then I sort of put my hand up and went, oh, I can feel the beam coming from the phone. So I took a step to the left and everything was fine. You know what I mean? Discovered that was by being in a situation where I could feel something and didn't know what was actually going on. I can feel it with my phone. So, for example, if I'm laying down and I have it on my leg or something, I don't know it's there. I can feel a yeah. slight pain. So I always, I always remove it. With a, with a phone, you've always got a, um, a current going through it. With a harmonizer, it neutralizes current. But another thing I find with a phone too is that when a phone, when you're talking to someone on the phone, the sound frequency of their voice, which is resonating through the speaker, if they're not healthy, that sound frequency is not healthy and that resonates through the phone. So when I'm talking to someone on the phone, I don't do that. I talk hands-free all the time. I put the phone down. I don't touch it. Yeah. The harmonizer neutralizes it, but I still don't want to, with my perception of energy, if I'm on the phone, like, for example, if someone's been that, or if someone's been too close to someone that's had that, as in shedded, so the, the person that has that, their biofuel becomes the most dangerous form of radiation on the planet, the newest form of radiation on the planet. We've never, never had it before. The person that's not had that, who's been too close to that person has that, that second person, the shedded one, energetically shedded, becomes a duplicate of the first, and the shedded can pass it on to a non-deed, then pass it on to another and another and another, and that's what I call delta. Then if, you, if I'm talking on the phone to someone that's had the whatever or being shedded, I can actually feel their energy coming through the phone. Feel, yeah. It's crazy because when that happened last year, and that was a lot of it around getting it. I have experienced the biggest burnout ever. I stopped my podcast. I stopped everything. I I just, I, I didn't even know what to do with myself. And I couldn't explain. I don't know, maybe it wasn't related to that, but, but it was just such an exhaustion. But also I yeah. want to say to you about the, about the phone is like, for example, when there is a message and the message, I, I know me my message came on a phone. 
I can read if it's positive, negative, if it's good, even though I don't know who it came from. And I'm sure you can do that as well. It's so funny. When I was teaching channeling and kind of people are kind of understand the energy, this is what I was saying. So many people can do that. You know, like, for example, I used to use this example. It's like when somebody's got an argument and you're arguing through the text and stuff, you can pick up if the message is placid or not. Everybody can do it. Oh, exactly, exactly. Or it's a text message from the tax department, pay your latest bill type of things. Like, oh, yeah, or or um, you haven't paid your last speeding fines. Like, okay, you know, they, they do that these days via text messages. It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you were talking about the burnout, you're quite right, because it took a long time for people to realise about the shedding aspect and being shedded. We were watching the very first people who got the V on mm-hmm. television very beginning last year and before before the v came out i was saying to leanne intuitively i'm picking up this there's going to be something in this that's not quite right but let's not make any assumptions until we actually see and we have a particular morning tv show on here every on in in throughout australia one of the major tv channels where there's a couple male female probably in their early 30s quite young and healthy and they were boasting about oh the next day we're going to get our you know I said, this would be interesting. So the day after they got the V, mm-hmm. they came on the telly and we rushed and turned, on, turned it on to see what they looked like energetically. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. She was so bad energetically, it almost made, made me want to vomit because her stomach really was so badly affected. Mm-hmm. He was his heart really, but both their biofuels were like two, they were, they were both a metre and a half apart, of course, but their biofuels had become one big radiation field. Is that you've been picking up on their organs because you said hard and stomach? Yeah, is that what you yeah, okay? Exactly, and the and the destruction of the energetics of the of the the meridians and the organ energy because they'd had the V the day before, and we kept on watching them every single day to see whether it actually dissipated, and it didn't happen. Then we started to see people face to face who had actually had it because we all hadn't, and I remember a situation where. I was sitting in my office downstairs with our office manager for the day and we're talking about the aspects of the radiation coming from having whatever and in walked the postie for our local daily postal postal pickup. I mean, we sent out more mail every day. We'd make um, Santa ashamed of how much he send out, sends out. We put him to shame. Anyway, the e-parcel guy turns up and he heard our conversation. He said, I've just had the whatever. I was going, hang on, stay there. And then I thought, here, Another guinea pig to demonstrate for my staff member what's going on and said, read that, whatever. Luckily, we were all wearing our you know, pendants at the time, which gives us protection. And, but we didn't really grasp what was going on. Then we, after a short period of time, we worked out the, you know, the, the shedding thing. And then we worked out how we can protect ourselves from being shedded. But I also got myself into situations where in my house consults, because I don't wear anything energetically so, so I don't want to interfere with the energetics. I remember my first house consults where the first one was a, where it was a, for a woman on her own at, at home on the on the particular day, and she was severely shedded from her husband being back. But she didn't tell me that, and it wasn't a topic of conversation way back then compared to what it is now. And I got shedded by her so much so that I got a little bit energetically disorientated in the house because I didn't know that she'd been shed and I'd been standing close to her, showing, talking to her and doing things like that. I walked out of the car and realised that I was really, really off. I went, oh, that's right, no pendant, you know. Put my pendant back on 
and brought myself back into balance. But it took us a while to realize that, you know, the whatever this whole new thing's going on has created the newest form of radiation on the planet and the most dangerous form of radiation on the planet. And giving an example, if you put someone within three meters of a 5G panel for two minutes, the body would come under quite a lot of electromagnetic stress, but and there'd be some imprint or imprinting enough to justify some um, kinesiology, bioresonance, some sort of work to bring them back into the balance. But if you put someone that's non-veed in front of a veed, who's non-shedded in front of the veed, a meter within a meter apart, so the biofields are overlapping, the electromagnetic stress that the non-veed comes under is more severe than being within three meters of, of a 5G panel. So why I say this is the most, the most dangerous form of radiation is that it makes 5G look like light bulb in a sense, it's um, severity. And so back in the early November, I changed the programming on all my products. So they become offensive. So one of these in a building then now neutralizes all the shedded and vaxxed people. Whereas in the past, it wasn't recognized as being shedded. I had to develop a new frequency, new program to infuse into embed into these so that they acted to, to incorporate this new frequency coming from the veed and the non-veed who had been shedded. And I don't think anyone else in the world has really recognized it that way. I got copied by the Shungot people very early and they were making claims that Shungot would protect from the, the shedding, but does does nothing anyway. I think that's why we need more of you coming out and talk about this stuff and to promote the product. A screenshot of what I saw on Telegram and sent it to someone. Um, and basically says, CDC admits that the COVID pandemic was the product of an inappropriate test, which is a PCR test. So they're basically admitting that it was only because of the dodgy PCR testing that we had the whole thing. I knew that from the beginning. And we've got a chief health officer down here in Victoria who's been subpoenaed to the Supreme Court to answer charges over or questions over why he was pushing the PCR test so much. I was saying all the way along, okay, Scamdemic has got other things coming which we don't like to, we don't want to have that coming. And it's, it's like as plain as though that's why everyone's up in arms and the people power will over, overtake that. But I was saying from the beginning, PCR test is dodgy, it's giving false positives. And the Delta last year came out after the, um, the start of the mass, um, in the mass vaccination. And because of the, the vaccination, the human biofuels went from generally being healthy to 99% of adults are, are toxified biofuels because of being shedded, if not being vaxxed which is unusual because the human population on mass has never been like that before, ever. Mm -hmm. um, so that if you went and had a PCR test and if your biofuels was, was toxified because of being shedded, it's the biofuel being like that is only a true representation of what's actually going on with your meridian system energy in your organs. So the organs are not functioning properly, then your chances of a a, a greater chance of a higher chance of a false PCR test, false positive, is even greater again. And I was calling the Delta the energetic virus. It wasn't a, a, a physical one, whether it existed or not as another one, um, another story. It was an energetic one. I felt like going to the government and tapping on the shoulder and going, listen, I've got something 
I've got some information you need which will rectify this situation because all the pollies were making out. They go, oh, look at the numbers every day. 800 people got tested positive or 400 people got put tested positive and we've got to lock you down. We've got to lock you down. Same in here. And they were, they were carrying on as if to say, how does this happen? And I thought, well, maybe I might be able to give them some information and some technology which might help them. But I know that the door would be slammed straight shut. It's like, no, mm. we have another agenda anyway. So we didn't need to go that way. Yeah. Gerard, thank you so much for being on my podcast. <laughs> A pleasure. Um, it was so bad. I kept you here for two hours, I think, coming up to two hours now. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's early in the morning. I woke up with plenty of energy, so that's not a problem at all. Where can listeners find you and get in contact with you? Okay. We are orgoneffectsaustralia.com or orgoneffects.com, which is O-R-G-O-N-E-E-F-E-C-T-S.com. That's our website, and that's where you can get us. Absolutely amazing interview. Please check out Gerard's website, book him for reading. He's incredibly accurate. And trust me, getting your house energy right is a life-changing experience. If you would like to purchase any products on Gerard's website, he offers 15% off to all my podcast listeners. All you need to do, just put in Barbara May Show at the checkout. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family or leave me a review or tag me on a social media. With so much love and light, Barbara May.